This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when you're across. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online anytime on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. That's ab.bluecross.ca. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. Who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. We're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and we're also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and uh, we are excited to have you back with us this evening. Uh, if you've downloaded the show, thank you very much. If you're watching on YouTube Live, thank you for joining us on YouTube. And don't forget to put your questions into the box below so that we can uh, get the, to those with our guest. Uh, and we have a great guest this evening. But first, let's bring in the gang, starting with one super fan, Mike. Gentler's up. Gentler. <laughs> Is it Gentler's up or Gentler up? I. I don't, I don't know. know. Are we doing the hashtag or what are we doing? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's two of them. So, you know. Oh, so it's got to be Jantler's up. That's it's got to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it go for this evening. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, super fan? How was your Father's Day? And a, and a belated happy Father's Day to you, my friend. Oh, and the same to you. Uh, it was good. It was great. Just spent time with the family. So just kind of hung out, enjoyed the lovely weather and just kind of chilled. It was, it was pretty awesome. That's fantastic. There might be something and, else in the horde coming. Oh. No. Oh, oh, exciting. Teaser. Yeah. Teaser. Lovely. Um, oh, shoot. I left my horde item upstairs. I'll have to run up and grab that later. All right. Well, that is going to be the last that we're going to be talking about uh, uh, about dads this show because we got a lot of women on the show to chat to, <laughs> which right. is amazing. Uh, so let's start with Commissioner Kayla. How are you, Commissioner? Hello. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Yeah. Have you have you recovered from uh, tailgate on Saturday? Are you good? Or? Oh yeah. There was nothing to recover from. That glass is amazing. Oh, did you like that glass? Oh. oh. Wait. Nice nobody can thrilling. see it. Uh, hang on a second. There we go. There's the that's glass. That's a shame. Oh. Cheers. Oh yeah. yes. Nothing like a little My, uh, Star Wars. Yeah, that's secondary. Oh, yours wins. Okay. 
That's good. Just yeah. kidding. Only on the podcast it wins, and everyday life yours wins. <laughs> yeah. It's filled with um, a, a troubled monk um, Italian pilsner that you... Uh, An Italian yeah. pilsner? Correct. Fancy. Oh, oh. <laughs> Mama Jedi, we're, we know where we're stopping again in Red Deer. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you say She's there. Italian in front of every, anything, and I it's already bought. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. That's good. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's bring in our amazing guest this evening. Yes, please. Uh, tonight we are very glad we are joined um, by one of the people who took part in the women in football program um, through the th- all through training camp. Uh, is now uh, one of the football ops coordinators with the Elks, and so welcome to the district, Alicia Toraville. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're we're so excited that you're here because um, we've never had, uh, you know, a, a woman on the sideline as a coach for training camp. And to me, I was just I, I thought this is so awesome. We didn't you don't see very much uh, women in football. And now we're getting to see some of this. And I think it's a, an amazing move. So t- tell us a little bit like what was camp like for you and, and working with this coaching staff? It was amazing. I think that the fact that there's not enough women is why the CFL is trying to bring this program in. Um, seeing is believing in in some cases, and when you you don't see it, it's hard to imagine it as a as a girl growing up. It's hard to imagine. Hey, wait, I I can belong on this football field. I can belong out there. I can belong in football, in professional football. So it's uh, it's nice that the CFL is is helping women try and find their place. Um, training camp was beyond amazing. It's, uh, it, I actually kind of miss it, the energy and the everyday busyness. It was uh, Chris Hegerman, the director of football ops, and I actually had like step wars going on there a few times because it would not be unlikely that we would end up over well over 20,000 steps just running around back and forth and stair goals and stuff so there were definitely competitions going on throughout the week the, the month I guess but um yeah the energy is unlike anything I've ever really dealt with before so pretty amazing wow there's such high intensity camps too so it's not like it's just a slow day it's a long day with a lot of go 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 so that's uh that's crazy to hear from the inside <laughs> yeah it's uh it's 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 pretty cool though like the you it would be your day would basically start at 6 or 7 a.m and it was usually 10 or 11 before we were getting out of here every night like they were long days but they didn't seem long and you would go and it would be midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and you would just be going back, going to bed and then going, okay. And you know how you like set your alarm on your phone and it's like, oh, you have four hours and 50 minutes to sleep. <laughs> and you're like, oh no. But it was, I would always be waking up. I don't think I actually had my alarm wake me up once that entire month because I was just so excited to get back to the stadium. Wow. And you're there now. And I'm here now. <laughs> that view. You, you have the yeah. best uh, backdrop of all of us, yeah. mm-hmm. without question. Are none. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a. It's a pretty amazing. There are definitely times where you just like take a break and look out. Your, look out your window, or go stand up on the balcony, and it's just like it's it's all, uh, an overwhelming sense of awe. Like it's just 
phenomenal. And this is one of the nicest stadiums in the CFL too. So that doesn't hurt. You can just kind of sit out there and, and bask in the sun and yeah. That's awesome. Um, so we talked earlier, uh, not only do you coach, but you also play football. Yeah. Um, so who introduced you to football and, and when did your passion for this game like start? What's the origin story? Well, I always grew up watching like the NFL. My stepdad always watched the NFL. And uh, so it was always on in the background. I always loved throwing a ball. Again, there was not very many opportunities I wanted to play in high school um, and was actually told no. As, as a girl, you can go be a cheerleader if you want to be on the field. Oof. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a zinger. So it was actually my husband um, after my daughter was born that reached out to Connie, like we were talking about earlier, um, and said, hey, did you know that there is a women's team in Calgary when we had moved there? And so I kind of started ushering Stampeder games with them and started playing and training. And it's honestly changed my life. I was going down a very unhealthy road, like had two kids. I was depressed and gaining a lot of weight and just not happy at all and football gave me a purpose and an outlet and like I say it honestly changed my life that's amazing what position do you play (laughs) I play (laughs) (laughs) O-line I know it's not it's not the most glorious position um but uh heart and soul for sure yep we win, need games on the yeah exactly yeah. i was gonna say we know the importance of an o-line on on this team <laughs> that uh yeah well i guess you were like the everyday icebox from little giants like you're that becky just raring to get on the field hey <laughs> <laughs> uh with so li- uh, little women um in football did someone uh kind of did you look up to anybody or did anyone mentor you in the role of football like was there anyone that just was kind of like that superstar in your eyes that you wanted to follow? No, there's, you know, there's not very many. There's um, Molly. She worked for the Eskimos back then. Um, and now she's in Calgary. So I I kind of heard, you know, snippets of her, her story here and there. And, um, you know, there's Jen Walter in, in, in the States. So there, there are a few um, here and there, but there's not very many. And that's, I think, what we need to change is that it, it's hard to look up to someone when there's not really anyone there to look up to. So we're all kind of paving our own ways right now mm-hmm. and trying to, trying to figure it out. And hopefully we can have more women in football, um, like the nine of us that got hired through the CFL program, Tanya and BC coaching, um, hopefully we are starting a new movement and giving younger girls someone to look up to and different role models for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, I guess it doesn't really have to be a woman. Like for me, a lot of my role models growing up were men. Mm-hmm. And so that that's, I guess, was is there a player perhaps that you really was like, oh yeah, his style, that's me. <laughs> um, from a playing perspective, I've always been uh, kind of a... A, a geeky fan of Revenberg. Okay. Um, nice. He's he's my guy for O line, anyways. Um, he came to Calgary a couple times, and there's actually a picture of me getting my jersey signed because I have a Revenberg jersey. And uh, again, 
loving the O-line. So, <laughs> <laughs> the coach was making fun of fun of us because he's like, not very often do you have a girl or anybody come wearing Coming an O-line jersey yeah. <laughs> hoping to get it signed by an O-lineman. So they thought that that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> you made history right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, not not a bad O-lineman to look up to either. He's pretty, pretty good at that. Um, very good. Have you have you found any differences in in coaching like women versus men or pro versus amateur like or is or is football football? We haven't really been coaching a whole lot here. I'm more just absorbing um, kind of everything. I get to go and watch practices and um, but I'm not actually coaching. Um, I'm more in the football ops okay. side of things. Um, as far as coaching, like I've coached high school. Um, and then I'm the coach of the Team Alberta U18 girls that are going to nationals in July. So trying again to get more girls into the sport. Awesome. That's great. Um, so with this experience that you've had, what do you think you'll be bringing back to your next role that you happen to have, whether it's playing, coaching, administration, whatever? Um, I've always been a really... Um, I don't know, very specific planner. I took event management in school thinking that that was kind of something I wanted to do. I took sports management because I've always loved sports. And so it's always been a planning background. It drove my mom crazy growing up because she had to be somewhere at a specific moment in time. Um, but uh, definitely, like, Chris Hagerman has been amazing to work with. He's really kind of taken me under his wing and, and really shown me, like, how to do player contracts and even all of the the work that goes into travel. So that's what I'm working on now is I get to plan all the travel itineraries. So booking charter flights and hotel rooms and what goes into those those hotel rooms. It's not like you just call them up and say, hey, I need 50 rooms. It's it's a lot more in depth than that. There's a pregame meal. There's buses coming and going to hotels. There's many logistical things that have to go into taking our team on the road. So Chris has been great in in helping me kind of navigate and and giving me control over some of those things, which is pretty amazing. Excel is your best friend? (laughs) Is what? Excel is your best friend? Yes, there are lots of spreadsheets for sure. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I know logistics is not easy because a friend of mine tried to organize two buses to Calgary and it was a disaster. And it was just two buses going to Calgary. One of them got got lost. How do you get lost going to McMahon? You have Google Maps. I don't understand. <laughs> on our first on our first game, the the driver asks, as we're trying to load up, and there's a player that is late, I won't name him, but there's a player who's late, who's often late. And Kim. That's my kin. <laughs> and we're waiting for him. And the bus driver asks thinks that this is the best opportune moment to ask us which how to get to the terminal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awkward. So 
<laughs> like, I'm already stressed, and now you're asking me that. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shove them off the driver's seat. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, as we have the coaches in the front in the first bus going, we need to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so with more women in the game now with Tanya Walter and BC, Emily Clark and Georgina Paul as officials. So you being in ops now, what's the next step that you hope to take? Um, it's kind of a, a hefty goal. Ooh, those are <laughs> um, good ones. I want my name on the Grey Cup. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So um, it's it's a dream for sure. It's it's going to be a work in progress, but every every step and every opportunity like this that I can take, I will, and and I'll get there. I think there's one other woman. She was on the board of directors for Winnipeg, so she was the first, but going to get my name on there somehow. Wow. General manager, I guess. Yes. <laughs> That's a good goal. We like this. We like this. It's Ooh. good. It's good to have those goals. No. <laughs> but now, because you've played, you've been a fan. You you've been on the sidelines. You've been in. What's what's your actually what's your favorite part of football? Is it the strategy? Is it the hits? Is it you know now that you've experienced? Is it a contract side or or what? What's your favorite part of football? The people. It's again, so my job is remote. I I should be at home, um, but I'm, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Says it all. Yeah, it it, it really does. The, the staff and the, and the coaches that the Elks have right now are, are phenomenal. You, unfortunately, like you don't, um, as fans, you don't necessarily get to see see this the side of them that I'm I'm getting to see and and it's it's pretty pretty incredible the players they're amazing too you know you have them stop by your office and and you start making bonds with some of them you know and they're all fist pounding you and you know like it, it's it, it's pretty cool that the people for sure that's quintessential yeah. CFL yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that that's amazing uh, super fan, did we, before we get into, uh, the game this week, was there any questions in the chat that we can bring to Alicia? Yeah. Let me just check here. Uh, Chris Agar is asking, uh, saying undoubtedly there were negative setbacks for men that feel women don't belong in football, but can you name some of the more supportive people in your football journey? Um, so Keith Crawford is actually my head coach. He played in the CFL. He was my is my coach um, for the Calgary Rage. He's been very supportive. He's all about women playing. Obviously, he's a head coach. Um, he has always said that he hopes to coach himself out of a job. Um, <laughs> and so he has been he's been really, really good. Uh, and then, like I say, getting here for the internship, I was really, really nervous. I didn't really know what to expect, as no one did with the first year of the program. I don't think like there are definitely things that will will need to kind of change as as the time goes on, and if they continue to run the program. Um, G. Roy Simon has been phenomenal. He he's amazing in the press. I'm, I, you guys get little glimmers of it here and there. He's amazing in the community, but he's been. He's been really great um, while I've been here. 
Chris Hagerman has also been really great, like I say. And then Jones, um, Michael Daniels, chief of staff, has been really supportive and helping as well. So it's it's they've all been really, really good here. Honestly, I have not had any any bad things to say. They've all been super supportive and and trying to what else do you want to learn? What else can we teach you? What else do you want to do? Like, very great. That could take a while. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, how much time do you have? Exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you uh, did you have a moment at camp that it was just like, wow, I can't believe that, you know, this is real? <laughs> Every day. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it's. It's. It. It was. It was pretty cool. Um, unlike anything before, you know. And you have so many players here for training camp. It, it's died down a lot now. We still have a, a lot of players, it seems. But when you have that 100-person roster, it's you're meeting different people all the time. Like, and it's just it's phenomenal. You meet some of your your big names. Grimes is is a really cool guy to hang out with. Right, but you you meet these people and you're like, oh my gosh! So every day, awesome, awesome. Uh, was there any others in there, Mike, or should we? I think that's it right now. There's a lot of people okay. saying that uh, Alicia has the attitude and desire that this team needs. Go, Alicia! Fantastic. That's <laughs> yep. It. yep. No, no, no uh, argument from us. That's for sure. So let's uh, let's quickly talk about a bit of Elks news. Um, there was a trade right after we uh, had our our show last week with Walter Fletcher going to Montreal for a sixth round pick. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a tough one for me. I really like Walter. I like what he brought. I thought he was exciting. So, um, but I mean, good for Montreal. They needed some uh, running back help, and yeah. and uh, we'll take the picks at this point. That's that's all right. Uh, we also re-signed quarterback Michael Beaudry back and uh, defensive back Nate Hamlin, um, and they brought in Ethan McConzo, who is the older brother of Enoch McConzo. So that's uh, and if you ask him, he's the bigger, the stronger, and the faster brother. <laughs> Doesn't sound like brothers at all. No. <laughs> Not at all. That's great. Did, did you put did you put their lockers side beside each other just so you could watch them bicker with each other, or did they? Oh, <laughs> well, Enoch was actually on the injured list, so I don't think like he didn't actually get to play or whatever. But it was it was funny because I I picked up picked him up from the airport, so I gotta kind of get some of the backstory. Nice, nice. <laughs> They're side by side with their jersey numbers too, so forty three and forty four. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. Love yeah, it. That, that is fantastic. I love it. Uh, now, the home opener last Saturday, uh, Elks fall 26-16 to the Riders, unfortunately. Um, but I think this week we actually have some goods to talk about. It wasn't just like, wow, this is a horrible game like the week before. So mm-hmm. um, so we'll, we'll, we'll take the improvement. Um, Alicia, as you, as you watch that game, what, what are the parts that you're looking at and going, okay, that was significantly improved or that that's the part that we were really hoping would be better? I think that there were definitely changes across the board. Um, our defense picked up. Uh, apparently how to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yay. So, yay. Yay defense. Um, 
I, I know that they were working a lot in practice on some of the things like the coaches. Chris Jones is here from like 4.30. Him and, and Michael Daniels are here at 4.30 in the morning and they're still here. And I will probably leave before they leave. Like they, they're, they're dedicated. All of these coaches are in here super early in the morning. They're watching film. They're studying other teams. They're, they're all over it. I have no doubt in my mind that you guys will be like the Elks will be successful here. Um, it's just a matter of trying to find those, those right people, right? You got to get the the chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. And so you may see names like Walter that you don't want to see go, but, but there could have been something else there that the coaches are seeing that is not necessarily prevalent in, in games or in fan, in fan viewership, I guess. Okay. And that's fair. That mm -hmm. I always think about that whenever there's a trade or something, you're thinking, well, there's got to be something else, even like a, or a release, right? You're like, well, that was weird. Like, I thought that guy was really, but there's something else that isn't the right fit. Is um, mm -hmm. Tell me that I, I'm going to get to the goods for Mike and Caleb, but I just want to know if you've experienced this because I've heard that Jones is like a encyclopedia when it comes to players and you just say here's that player and he can like name off their 40 time and their like and what they do this is what they do well and this is what, and, and is that like did you get to experience that yeah so actually one of the very first things that jones asked me to do was set up a spreadsheet that had all of the analytics from from these um some of the rookies that he had signed and so what their 40 time was, what their vertical jump was, because he wants to know what makes athletes successful, right? And so he even does like personality tests on some of them that are willing to do it and stuff. Like he, he is, he's all in. <laughs> like you guys have no idea how much he studies is insane. So yes, anybody, I could, you could probably say, what's the guy that has a slight pigeon toe? And he would know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what's the guy that can jump you know a certain this certain height and used to play for Montreal and he would be able to give you names like he's he's very analytical and very yeah like you say an encyclopedia is probably the best term wow that that that's so awesome uh mm -hmm. all right Mike give me your goods from this game from last week I'll pick one. Uh, I'm going to say our new punter, Mingle. He, I think he had a fantastic game. He had a 43.6-yard average net punt, yeah, which yeah, is it, phenomenal. It was, that tilts the field. 51, 51 like, for the punt average and then 43.6 for his net. So that's tilting the field for sure, and that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, no argument. For, I, I thought he had an outstanding game. First time, actually, he punted it. Um, Riley was sitting beside me, and he's like, "It was was that lightborn? Like that was a huge punch!" And I'm like, right. "I know it just about hit the speaker. Like what? that was crazy." So, um, yeah, I uh, very impressed for uh, first game. That was that was fantastic, Commissioner. What really you got? I just want to comment too, like the beautiful spirals that those like when you see it launch into the air, it was like the perfect cone spiral. It's just like wow, yeah. that's nice. nice. Beautiful. Um, I'll, I'll say two two things quickly. Uh, I saw glimmers of excellence in the offense. I mean, definitely there was struggles there, but I it, in the third quarter and bits 
in the second and fourth where Arbuckle was just on. He was getting the ball out quick. The receivers were making the catches, and it looked great. And other times it was like, what happened? Like the O-line completely collapsed and down goes Arbuckle or just like you could just like see the absolute disaster. But then you saw these like glimmers of excellence where it's like, wow, that offense is clicking and like they're running those plays and like Waller's catching and oh, that catch from Arsenal. Like, yes, like this is what we want. But it was just at least we had some. So I'll take that. Yes. Got into the end zone. I'll, I'll take that. And um, one guy in particular that I wanted to highlight was Nafis Lyons because he on one of the plays he just came out of the backfield out of nowhere and made that tackle it was like a botched tackle I'm not sure who was on the rider I can't remember but Nafis Lyons was like oh no you ain't going anywhere I'm gonna come from the backfield from the opposite side and make the tackle because I'm sick of this and I was like yes that's what we need um but I have a lot more for the Bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Uh, my good, uh, for the first time on the podcast, we have a highlight video, which is exciting. Oh. Uh, my my favorite play of the game. Uh, I this, wonder. Now, this is shot from my seat. Uh, this is Kenny Lawler catching the ball uh, for the touchdown. And from my seat, it was there was very much like, um, is that a touchdown? And then I, I, I'm like, oh, no, he it was out. And then the the ref puts his hands up. I'm like, oh well, they're gonna review it, and it's that's not gonna that's not gonna count. That is tough. And I texted our good friend Paul and said, oh, that was so close. And he responded like, he got a foot down. I'm like, shut up, really? Like that was <laughs> that was un- It's no wonder he has that contract. Good lord, yeah. that was mm-hmm. that was a ridiculous yeah. catch. And um, and. Kenny Lawler just had a great game. Another great game. Yeah. Lots of yeah. great plays. But he also, after the game, um, uh, and I don't know if anyone got a chance to watch his post-game interview, but he he was he was up he was upset. He was fired up that they didn't find a way to win that one, and he doesn't like losing. And mm-hmm. you, that's I, I'm okay with that personality. Go go get it, Kenny. So that yeah. was uh, that was amazing. Uh, now let's switch over to the things that we should maybe could improve on a bit. Um, Alicia, what did you see in that front? Uh, consistency with the offense again. You know, we it, it, there were definitely glimmers, um, and I was really impressed with how many different um, receivers were making plays. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. usually you have one or two receivers that are making the big plays and having an on game. Um, but I really found that they really were spreading, spreading around the love and, and people were making plays all the way around the offense, which was amazing. Um, but we need to be a little bit more consistent. There were drop passes that really didn't need to be dropped. Yep. There were missed tackles on defense that really didn't need to be made. Um, yeah. They're just missed opportunities, right? Like yeah. the the score of that game was not indicative of what the game was, because the game was really good um, until the end there, right? Like it was it was very close, it was very good, um, but yeah, there were missed opportunities. Yeah, we yeah. Discipline with as we NLP. say on the podcast, push ups. There was lots yeah. of push ups off the hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. just drive killers for sure. Yeah. Uh, I already pretty sure I know what Mike's is, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> what the, what did you think, Super Fan? I thought it was great. Uh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. 
Um, being the big fan of the run game that I am, when you have someone who is paid as well as uh, our, our good friend James Wilder Jr. is, yes. and is as talented as our good friend James Wilder Jr. is, getting eight or nine touches in a game is just not enough. Um, especially when he had some runs that were stopped or even stopped behind the line of scrimmage, but he also had that 11-yard run uh he had only one catch for eight yards like he needs to be involved in this offense a lot more and, and i think it just makes the the offense more dynamic because they don't know what's coming unless you're passing the ball eight times for every one run you have in the game right yeah and i agree i was hoping to see more runs this week and and our 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 prop bet last week was runs by somebody who was not a quarterback and the over under was at 12 and a half and I win. We had 11. 11. Yeah. So ah. I picked the other. All right. Okay. All right, Kayla, give us one thing that you uh, want to see on uh, improved a little. Ooh, one. Just kidding. Oh, come on. Just, yeah. Can I, can I just actually make a note first that sure. video you took when you posted on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I literally have the exact same video almost down to the time we stopped. The only way I know it's mine is because I said something. Oh, is that right? Oh, cool. <laughs> it's, I'll show you after. It's like the exact same length. and it. But, you know, we're yeah. like this. Uh, Simpatico. Hey. Brothers and sisters. This is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, one of the things that I guess really stuck out, um, I would agree with Alicia, definitely the consistency. But that kind of goes with the whole, like, you see good and then you see a lot of not so great. But what was with so many high snaps <laughs> some of those snaps oh yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to point fingers at like one per because there's so many like dynamics that go on on the line but holy toledos that was the one thing that really Lazy. stuck out as as far as like on the football field oh gee that really just like irked me i was sitting there like twitching my eye was going insane <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, um, that that really irritated me. Yeah, and 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 the team has to work on stopping the run. Um, Jamal Morrow had 126 yards, decimated. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we got, we got. Uh, you're right, Alicia. They did learn to tackle, and we just need to do a little more learning, and then we'll then we'll be good. <laughs> a little um, bit better. It's getting there, right? So game game two, we're getting there. That's we're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, improvement every it's, game. It's that's pretty hard when you you come in to an organization like there's so many things that are new here right like even the team like you yeah. like you had mentioned on last week the depth chart and not knowing anyone right. on the depth chart and and it's, it's totally true there is so much turnover and it's not just coaches and staff it is players like they are trying to rebuild mm-hmm. from negative <laughs> points at this point and trying to to build a legacy and and a championship team here again and and it's going to take a little bit of time i think they're they're getting them and every week it's a it's a step forward Ho- hopefully we continue that pattern going into calgary that's our but uh, which is going to be a hard hard battle i think but uh you know the the pieces and the logistics of each player and stuff are are coming they're coming yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I have one bizarre thing I just want to talk about. Holy, the penalties. <laughs> now, yes. now, I understand it was Al Bradbury, but holy cow, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of penalties. As soon as we saw him there, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a long game. 
Well, as soon as they as soon as they announced it at the beginning, actually we were sitting in the stands and it comes up on the screen and your head ref is Al Bradbury and both Riley and I look at each other like really like <laughs> check really? your watches. Yeah, that's okay. Anyway, that was boy, that was a lot of penalties. Holy man, on both sides. But I mean, Saskatchewan really tried to give it all away, but um, they they uh, yeah they need to smarten up those guys over there. Jeez. But wasn't it better than the last game? Like we had fewer. Oh, we had. Fewer. Oh yeah, much. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, you I mean, mean overall? Yeah. Okay. Moncrief got got forty five yards Ejected. of penalties and kicked out of the game. Like that's <laughs> ooh, that's uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Holy cow. The only um, bizarre our, thing I noticed was uh, we had their touchdown was run out of a double power eye with oh. two fullbacks. And a running back in a Jason Moss offense. Where was that the last four years? I'm just saying. Like, wow. Just watching him line. And one of them was our fullback the last couple of years, too. And James Tuck. I'm like, come on. Mike, you have one wishbone. That's all I want. You have the chance. Just saying. Just tell Alicia. Now's the time. There we go. If you could just suggest a wishbone for Superfan Mike at some point. Oh, my God. He would just, it would make his entire year if you could just say. Let's be honest. Okay. Excuse me, Coach Jones. If you could just run one wishbone play for Superfan Mike, it would be great. Okay. I I will add it to my my meeting topics. Excellent. (laughs) Slip it into the spreadsheet. That's right. <laughs> just, just quietly slip that in there. That's right. What, what is this play we're practicing? Exactly. Oh, don't no, nothing, nothing. Just, just yeah. do it. It's good. Just try. Apparently it's 1976. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Why not? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, okay, Mike, do you want to do a quick hoard and tell before we talk about this week's game? Sure. Uh, this one is something that came for um, Father's Day yesterday. Uh, this came from the women's dinner, and my better half. Got into a bit of a bidding battle because it was an auction with one Jake Serezna. So, um, seeing as Jake is slightly taller than than Chantel, who's five two, um, she could take uh, him. Yeah, he didn't have a chance. So, yeah. this is what I got yesterday morning, which is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, it's by a company called uh, PTN, I think. PTN products. Uh, They're on Instagram. Um, Just absolutely gorgeous piece uh, out of uh, wood and then uh, carved and painted and uh, super heavy, but it's going to look fantastic somewhere back there. But it's one of the first things I have that's like this that's uh, got the New Elks logo on it. So I'm absolutely thrilled with it. I saw that on their Instagram and I was like, oh, this is the one. Yep. (laughs) So sorry, Jake, but it's mine now. (laughs) Yeah. Mine now. Get out, Jake. That's right. <laughs> Wait, what? That's not what I meant. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, you can say, but you know, lovely. You get yeah, I can say it because I'm here and he's not here. Right. I mean, I saw him <laughs> in the store the other day, and I'm like, oh my, hi. Uh, I, I promise I'm a friend. Yeah. Because wow. You just gotta go quick and under. You gotta be speedy. <laughs> Title of the podcast. Quick and under. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go to uh, let's let's set up this week's game, shall we? This yes. is an exciting one. Uh, Elks traveled down to Calgary. Uh, it's going to be a turf district field trip. Uh, the we are. family and me and my family are headed down uh, along with uh, Tree and Linda and a bunch of other gang uh, to sit down in row ten and cheer on the green and gold in the uh, wonderful confines of McMahon. 
Um, Alicia, you live there, so which team are you cheering for? Clearly the Elks. Uh, okay, oh. good answer. Good answer. <laughs> smart, smart person. Well, even before this, I was not necessarily a Calgary fan. I'm just CFL fan. I did have another team before that, but uh, it's all Elks now. Nice. Oh, pray tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who was your Who did you cheer for before? You can say it's okay. Uh, so again, my husband was a big push and a big supporter in in getting me into football. But uh, we we are uh, were I. He is now <laughs> solo on his adventure, but huge Thai cat fans. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hence the Revenberg comment. <laughs> that's right. fair. I I kind of figured that's where we landed, but uh, but that that's all right. Yeah. That's again not not a bad team. Not a bad team. Um, Anything east of Winnipeg is probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have any problem with any of those. That's right. That's how that works. Um, all right. So Calgary, of course, is coming off that uh, 33 to 30 overtime win. Curses that they should not have won. That was uh, it was absolute. Hamilton should have totally won that one. Uh, so my question is, you his question is, could we please have more first half stamps from last week? That would be please. great. We would appreciate that. Um, but going into this game, um, Alicia, what 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 are the keys for the Elks as they as they take on the Stamps? I, I think this is going to be a hard battle. I think we saw glimmers of of what it could be in preseason, and I really hope that that's that's not going to happen. That the last few weeks we've learned some lessons and, and grown. And I know we have grown as a team. I hope it capitalizes on the field. Um, I think if we play a clean game and we actually all get out there and and play, we want to play um, and not playing. I don't know, cautious almost. Like it, it's almost like sometimes the players don't want to be on the field and it's like, you know, you really want to find those players that, that want to be on the field and have the aggressiveness to be out there. So I think if we can get out there and play aggressive football and do the assignments that the coaches have told us to do, I think clean, hard, fast football, we could be in it. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Commissioner, let's go to you this time. What do you think? Sure. Um, well, I guess it would just be, again, I, I don't expect to win, but I'm hoping for progression. So in the ways of consistency and just playing as a team, and at least Sherry touched on that is you want those players who want to be there. And I getting to sit in Matt's seats and Matt and Michelle's seats, I really watched the sidelines and I really watched the players and how they were reacting to the game. And boy, you can tell the ones that are invested and the ones that were just giving up. And it's really disheartening. And big shout out to James Wilder. Boy, that is like the biggest cheerleader you'll ever see on the sidelines. He was like loving every second and cheering on his teammates. And you want that. I want that. I want that team dynamic, like just that incorporation of let's throw Nodell Willis back in there because we need something like that. We need that spark and that energy. And you can kind of see it, but it really lapses throughout the game. And I just, I really want some vibrancy. And I think that if you can incorporate that into your game, play like a team, you're going to see progression and not just these bursts of, of goodness, right? You, you want to see 
a whole game of it. But it's in Calgary, so I'm not holding my breath, but <laughs> I hope to see progression. <laughs> I, I forgot this when we were talking about the other game, or the last week's game. Um, can we have Odell be the hype man at every game? Oh, oh man. That recently I'm, signed Odell Willis. Goosebumps. <gasps> like, Oh, he needs to just come out and hype up the crowd before every kickoff. Uh, like, let's go. He's amazing. Yeah. I, How I, y'all doing? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah more tips, Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> Put that higher more tips, Odell yeah. Willis as hype man. <laughs> as hype man. <laughs> Move them up to business op game day. <laughs> Whatever it takes. That's I'd right. pay for it. I want to see him work with Nick ticket. every day. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Nick, so loud. Anyway, but it would be crazy. Like I would love that. It, it was it was fantastic. All right, super fan keys for you. Uh, to me, the game is always won and lost in the trenches. Uh, we're going to be getting newly married Mark Corti back, so I think that's going to help. Not that uh, Tomas Jacquardila, I think, had a terrible game. It's just when you've got someone who's an all-star and one of the certainly one of the highest paid and one of the most talented guards in the league, having him back only can help your offensive line. Um, watching Tony Washington back in uh, at left tackle, I thought he had a great game. Um, so I, I think that helped a lot. On the defensive side of things, we actually got and pressured the quarterback and got some sacks in this game. And if we can get that improvement on both sides of the ball again, I think that's going to go a long way to uh, keeping the score closer or even you know, taking that lead to the final whistle. Yeah, I, I love it. Um and and I'm going to go continue with the 3-4 defense because holy cool was that neat to see. And they were, uh, I, I was very, very happy watching that because to me, a 3-4 takes, takes me back <laughs> to when we used to run that. And you have those linebackers that just come from every spot. And I, mm. I if you can get pressure 3-4, like that's, to me, that's like, then your defense is coming together. And uh, and I just love the fact that you just don't know where that fourth guy is coming from. So I, I want to see more of that, and I want to see them get to bow. And uh, anytime he yes. gets hit is a great Any, day yeah. for us. That's great. <laughs> yeah. um, not is that, anyone you coming know. off the, the injured list, sorry? Do we know? Bo? Who's that? Is anyone coming off the injured list? Oh, we haven't had an injury report as of yet, so not sure. No. So we'll know more but there, after tomorrow. Oh, there wasn't, like, I'm I'm looking at it, but it doesn't say, like, the six-week or the one-week. One I can't find that, so. Oh, okay. I was wondering There's who was... There's definitely some movement that's happened. Okay. Thanks, Elise. Okay, 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 okay. Ooh, Ooh there's a... <laughs> and, and there will continue to be movement. Okay. happening here over the or over the next little bit i love that sly little smile you just came in with like there will be some movement don't you worry. was uh that was a turf district exclusive you're welcome thank you <laughs> appreciate that um all right let's go uh, so alicia we do pickums here for all of the games um but we never pick against the Elks and so we have a prop bet for the Elks that we do at the end um, and usually we let our guest pick what stat we're going to prop bet on so uh, we'll pick all the other games first and then you can uh, if you come up with a stat you want us to to throw a bet on we'll, we'll have some fun with that so uh, but we'll Perfect. give you some time to think on it 
So our, our games this week, we've got Saskatchewan traveling out to Montreal for Montreal's home opener on Thursday night. We've got Hamilton versus Winnipeg, and that one is back in Manitoba. And then we've got Toronto traveling all the way out to the West Coast to take on the BC Lions. So uh, Superfan, let's start with you. Who do you have in these three games? Uh, okay, so... Last week, I sort of predicted the uh, away teams to be winning all the games, um, obviously, except for ours. Uh, <laughs> while I had the home games in the first week, I think this is going to be a bit of a mix. Uh, I had um, Montreal is still a little lost, I think. There's a lot of pressure going on there right now, um, but I think it's almost getting to a must-win territory, so I think mm-hmm. they're going to come back strong. They're going to take it over Saskatchewan. Uh, Hamilton and Winnipeg. I think Hamilton's starting to find their groove. They're getting a lot of confidence, even though they sort of didn't do so great in the second half of that game. Uh, So I think that they're not going to let that happen again. They had that chance to get a a field goal on third and two, and they ended up gambling and lost. Had they got that field goal, we probably don't go to OT, etc. So they're learning from that. Uh, Whereas Winnipeg has been good, but not the powerhouse beasts that we were expecting to be so i think they are ripe for hamilton to come in and take that one Uh, and then toronto and bc i think that uh, toronto had their emotional win uh with that missed field goal uh at the end there in toronto but i think bc with the week off and a lot of people still not having a ton of film um on uh uh, on bc so i think that bc is going to take that one at home all right commissioner I'm, yeah, basically the exact same as Mike. Uh, really? One, because I can't pick against Montreal. And I, I am in the same boat where I think that it's come down to the point where we are. Like, we we need a win to, to actually prove that our season is worthy. And I'm more curious to see that who's going to start for the Alouettes. Um, that'll be interesting. I love both guys, so I'm happy either way. Uh <laughs> But yeah, same with uh, Hamilton and Winnipeg. I agree. Winnipeg's looking a little stunted and um, Hamilton is Hamilton. They just always find a way to claw their way through a game. And I think this one will be the exception where they pull one out. And Toronto, this is the one I was a little bit, Toronto's always like that. Every time I pick against them, they win. And every time I pick for them, they never win. So <laughs> I am I am actually Can not a big See then, because I am. <laughs> okay. I am. Okay, okay great. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm picking BC, but I'm also not a big believer in them yet. I mean, they won against us. That's not saying much, and they're giving like all these like a- accolades and stuff, which is phenomenal. But it's one game. I mean, come at me when there's five and they they're winning like that. Then I'll be like, okay, I get BC's going far. But right now, I'm like, meh, sure, they're fine. But they played against the Elks, like. Hold in your first week, in, week, in week one might be different when we play them next. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. All right, Hopefully. Elisa, who do you got in these ones? <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like Saskatchewan's defense mainly because it's, it's very much like our defense, um, except um, more developed, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, it's, I believe it's still Jones's defense hanging out there a little bit. Um, so I would say Saskatchewan, Hamilton, Winnipeg. It's okay. (laughs) It's not what she likes. (laughs) 
Hamilton, Winnipeg. I don't know. I'm really scared that this Hamilton team is like the Hamilton team a few years ago that could never finish a game. They would come out and play two quarters of football all the time and be up by extraordinary amounts, 24 points. And then I don't, I don't, I don't out. know if they lost their cleats at halftime or <laughs> ha- didn't get a Snickers or, or what, because you know, and that's the Hamilton team we we saw a few years ago. So I'm kind of worried on that one. But you, like you say, Winnipeg is is coming off of their their Grey Cup high. I think they're 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 good. They're not great. They've lost some key players, right? That's what happens when you're at the top for a couple of years. You you start to dissolve. So I will say Hamilton mainly because that's more heart. <laughs> um. I am not picking BC because of (laughs) the other week. I honestly think that it was not BC at all. I think we lost that game. There were a lot of um, logistics, again, in the background that you guys don't all know about that really got us off on the wrong foot and really, I think, um, put us almost in like a, a frazzled uh, or not frazzled, frazzled's maybe not the word, but it was just one one little thing on top of another little thing on top of another little thing that was happening in the background that I'm not making excuses, but they do, they, they offset your whole, you know, like mental preparedness going into a game. And so I think that there was some things there, although I don't like Toronto necessarily. So that one... <laughs> <laughs> Says the Hamilton fan. <laughs> former, former, former. I'm former. all else Sorry, now. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Former, sorry. I should have said all that. Yeah. But she's got to go home. So uh, you know. So I will take. I will take Toronto just because. All right. All right. I love it. Um, okay, so I have vowed this year to never pick the Riders, so I'm picking Montreal because I hate the Riders and they need to lose every game. So go Montreal. Fair <laughs> it's enough. Great. Uh, I'm stick. See, that was my promise. I did not say anything about the stamps. I said I'm not picking the Riders this year. That's my. That's, Who'd that's you pick last you week? Sw- you switched it. I thought it was the stamps. You were never picking the stamps. No, I was never picking the Riders. Is what I said in week one. I'm not oh. picking the Riders at all this year. So. Who did I pick, pick last, week, last to, week in the pick'em? Yeah. Anyway, who do you got in the next game? Correct. Next game. <laughs> uh, in Hamilton versus Winnipeg, uh, I am going to say that uh, Winnipeg wins that at home because they just find ways to win at home. I'd hate it, but they're probably they just find ways to win at home. And hopefully my pick'em streak continues and I'm wrong and they lose anyway. Uh, and then uh, Toronto versus BC, I am also going to take the Argos. Um, I do think that they are... They, they they had their like third preseason game last week and now they know what they need to do and and uh, so I I think that they will play better out there I'm gonna I'm gonna it's take the, the Argos on that one. It's the three time zones that always tends to kill people going from the east to BC. That's true. That is, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um. All right, Alicia. What uh, what's our prop bet on this evening? Hmm. So last week we had uh, rushing attempts. Yep. So what that did we have this week? Quarterback. Yes. And then <laughs> the week before, did we have touchdowns? We had touchdowns by the Elks was the week before. Right. Yeah. So. 
So you don't compare them to the other team. It's no, like no, no, this is just more... what they do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's if you picked like, you know, Lawler receiving yards or you could pick Arbuckle throwing yards or you could pick sacks or you could pick touchdowns again or sacks against field goals it. or sacks against like any of those you know, offensive or... linemen. I mean, how many times does um... Sergio get a field goal? <laughs> I'm just so happy he got player of the game. Yeah. Seriously, he's like the best dude ever. Yes. <laughs> <He's> like, yes. <laughs> we all so love Sergio. Awesome. Yeah. And it's the greatest so gift ever. <laughs> he was also on the tie cat. So I'm glad that he's, he's coming this way now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let's go sacks against sacks against says the says the offensive lineman because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. takes... d line is is pretty good it is pretty mm-hmm. good it is pretty good okay so our o line is going to have to be like top notch oh. all right so let's go now in the first game we gave up eight a few sacks and last saturday we gave up four so i am going to set the line at four and a half for against against that calgary d line so uh alicia we'll start with you over or under four and a half sacks against <laughs> my my mind is saying one thing and my heart is saying another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh please be a be less than four and a half. Of course. I mean that that's what we all hope. And I that that means the line was set right if your head and your heart are on opposite sides. That means it was set exactly where it needs to be. So Yeah. <laughs> uh I think over. Okay, Kayla. Oh crap! I was just gonna look something up. Does the does that coach tend to favor blitz? He I doesn't don't have to. His front four is really good. Mike Rose like gets. You've got the Mike Rose, the All Star. Correct. And Wiggins. That's true. Just yeah. thinking, it depends. Like, if, yeah, I could go on to a whole spiel. Probably over. But... Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, yeah. super fan. I was actually going to say five for this game. I was hoping you were going to do five and a half and I could be under. Um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think in their last game, how many sacks did they have? I think they only had one, didn't they? What's that? In Calgary? Two. Really? Last week, they only had two yeah. against Hamilton? One wow. or two, yeah, that I can think of. So I'm going to, okay. you know what, damn it, I'm going to say under. I'll say Oh, you stole my thunder. Okay, I'm saying under too. I'm saying under too. I'm saying the return of Cordy and Mark and Tony Washington being there at the same time. I'm saying three, maybe four, but they won't go four and a half. It'll it'll be. I'm gonna go make the O line some cookies and try and pump them up before. (laughs) Outstanding. (laughs) You really have talked to Connie. Oh, that's, that, that's my goal part. for the next couple of days is go treat the o-line good yep. <laughs> that is fantastic that is awesome yep come on guys you can do it we have faith 
Um, all right, on uh, on the fantasy football side, uh, in the uh, Canadian Football Ooh. Podcast League, um, Mike was on by last week, so he gets the easy win because he didn't play anybody. Um, I took down Podski Mike from uh, Podski Wee Wee, uh, so I move up to two and zero. Oh, but this week, it's mm. the battle of the district. And it's true. It's uh, me versus Superfan, Jugsman head head. versus Superman. It's that's true. Yeah be fun wait what did you just say super fan. <laughs> i had to change it up i got it all got it all mixed up but yeah what did so, you, what okay. did you say his secret desire is to one day yes. run the jugs machine that's right i i think the I jugs machine that, is yeah, the greatest yeah. thing ever and i just want to shoot the footballs up in the air and it'd be so much fun so we're talking I'm, about cans last week i just like <laughs> so jugs man super fan over there. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, again, I'm waiting for that comic. Um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I did all right this last week. I didn't have to play against anyone, but right. I was finished in the upper half, so I'll take it. That's right. That's all. That's all that matters. So, so, so this is the only week that we this, can't share our lineups with uh, with each other until after we start playing. Right. <laughs> you guys <laughs> need to that. like banter on Twitter and have some like good back and forth. Otherwise, it's not talk. worth it. Yeah. Like, exactly. Okay. All right. We'll see if we can. We'll we'll see see we got <laughs> yeah yeah not really not really big alicia i don't know if you're you're an old lineman maybe you can help me with trash talk i'm not good at it <laughs> boy you suck can we where's odell <laughs> there so actually the um tanya also played um okay. she played for the edmonton storm and we actually spent the last couple of years lined up against each other because she was playing defensive end and I was playing tackle. And she can trash talk like I've never heard before. I'm serious. She gets under people's skin and can rile people up like nobody's business. So if you ever want tips on trash talking, <laughs> just tweet out Tanya. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Oddly enough, Coach Vic, who's in the chat, uh, one of the, he coaches in Sylvan. Uh, one of the girls that I coached just made the national women's team heading to Finland from the Edmonton Storm, Bailey Kennedy. So, oh, that's yes. awesome. Oh, that's yeah, fantastic. so that's pretty awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Coach there Vic. are a few Albertans, not very many, but. Nope, we'll take it. Coach Vic changes lives, I tell you. That's what that's it's what true. he does. He's he's an amazing man, uh, and uh, one and one 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 of the best hugs I got last Saturday for sure. It was nice to see him again. So that was that was fantastic. This show is also brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council. And it's to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. You can learn more at ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org. Uh, well, Alicia, I'm so glad that you came on to uh, tell us about your experience and be part of this and, uh, of course, give us the uh, the Turf District exclusive, which is fantastic. We appreciate that. And uh, it was it was so fun to talk to you. Uh, are you going to stick around for overtime? Sure. Awesome. awesome. Our first guest on overtime. I know. Guests on overtime. It's going to be great. Um, all right. So tell everybody where can they find you on social media and things if they want to interact and hear more of your stories. Oh, um, I'm on Twitter. Just Alicia Toraville without an E on the end. Um, 
I'm also on Instagram. But most of my stories lately have been about the, like, the girls' football and stuff. But, um, yeah. So I'm just alicia.t.63 on Instagram. Fantastic. Commissioner, where does everybody find you? Well, first, apologies. I've been calling you Alicia. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I don't even notice. You totally could have flown right under the radar on that. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I just, I always put my foot in my mouth. So why not now? (laughs) (laughs) You beat me to that apology because I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you can find me on Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. Outstanding. Super fan. Uh, you can find me at 56 Parkies, and then some stuff about uh, football history you can find at the Edmonton Football History Twitter page. Uh, probably some more Horde items coming as well. That's at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Lovely. You can also find Mike losing in fantasy this week. If you look Nope. How was that? Like was that good trash talk? starting. You're not that bad. That was not bad? Okay, that was pretty good. Okay. Uh, you can find me at Freepalicious, where I tweet out all of my trash talk to Superfan, which is going to be outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> so find it there. Uh, it's better than your game. <laughs> oh, well there, done. See? Well done. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This is going to be fun in overtime, isn't it? Okay. Um, our... Uh, our our Alberta Podcast Network shout-out this week goes to The Read-Along. Uh, it's a mini book club for your ears. Scott and Anita Bourgeois go on a weekly chapter-by-chapter journey. Uh, you can find them and all the other great shows at the Alberta Podcast Network.com. Not bad, eh, Mike? That's excellent. Right. Yeah. Best part of your week. Uh, after my win. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you also make sure you're following our friends at Pay It Forward with Football. Uh, they are taking people to games and, uh, of course, making a difference in spreading kindness in the world. So follow our friends there. Um, Join us in the huddle as well at the Turf District. We are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and we now have our own link for YouTube so that you can actually join into the YouTube chats. And please share that so that other people can join us for these wonderful Monday night chats. Uh, and that is youtube.com slash C slash the Turf District podcast. Uh, now it may switch to just the Turf District, but we're working on that. But for now, it says the Turf District podcast. So make sure you line it up that way that'd be perfect we'd love for you to join us uh we will be back in just a couple minutes for overtime um, but otherwise we will be back next week to talk all about the turf district field trip to calgary and how we finally beat them in mcmahon and how excited we are about that uh in the meantime for alicia commissioner kayla sorry alicia i got it right that time for alicia commissioner kayla and superfan mike i'm andrew remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely Talk to you in a few moments or next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.